This episode is sponsored by Fracht. Fracht means freight in German. Founded in 1955 in Basel, Switzerland as a freight forwarder, the company has grown and evolved to become a global logistics provider for many industries. Specifically for oil and gas, the company manages the complex movement of large industrial equipment used in our offshore production platforms, all the way to MRO, rope soap and dope, and chemicals. For more information, find them at www.frochtgroup.com. Welcome to ESG Energize, where we discuss the latest developments in the environmental, social, and governance arena that are impacting the energy industry today. Here is your host, Delfina Govia. This is Delfina Govia, the Chief Sustainability Officer for Frac, a global logistics provider with an unflinching commitment to sustainability and ESG and where we are collaborating with our customers and our suppliers to deliver innovative, sustainable supply chain solutions. ESG Energized listeners, today we are continuing our conversations and our coverage of the topic of methane mitigation. It's such a huge uh, question, challenge, uh, problem in our industry and there's a tremendous amount of opportunity in front of us as well. So we're continuing the conversations today, and we've invited George Tabosh, the CEO of MIQ, onto the show to help us continue this conversation. George has a tremendous amount of insight and experience, and I'm very excited to have him join us. George, welcome to the show. Hi there. Great to be on the show, Delfina. Pleasure to be here today. Uh, wonderful. And George, by the way, everybody get jealous. He's joining us from Italy. So don't hate him. Don't hate him. Don't hate him. So George, start us off by t- <laughs> start us off by telling us uh, what is MIQ? You're the CEO of MIQ. What is MIQ? So MIQ, which uh, stands for Methane IQ, uh, we're all about methane and methane abatement. Um, and methane, we're talking specifically methane in the oil and gas sector. Um, actually, maybe good to take one step back. Why methane? Um, for those who are not aware, methane as a greenhouse gas is about 80 times more potent than CO2. And even if the leaks that are taking place in the oil and gas industry on a per unit might sometimes be small quantities or small percentages, uh, once you multiply by 80, it gets to really huge uh, kind of quantities. And with what we want to do with MIQ is address that problem in the oil and gas industry uh, this decade to eradicate methane emissions in the oil and gas industry. And, and I'm sure we'll talk a bit about what, what the size of this problem is uh, later on in the, in the, in the discussion. Uh, but that, that's our main mission is, is get rid of the methane emissions uh, in the oil and gas industry. Okay, and so as we go forward a little bit further, you said this decade, so I'd like you to dive into that a little bit further uh, in, in the podcast. Now, tell me, before we go into uh, any more about the methane and MIQ's mission, tell us a little bit about yourself, George. How did you get to be the CEO of MIQ? I know that you've got a background with experience in very large companies, both in oil and gas and in finance. 
Tell us about yourself a little bit, George. Yeah, that, that, that was in the, indeed the, let, let's call it the first part of, of my career. Um, I studied as a, as a chemical engineer, uh, grew up in, in, in Belgium, in Brussels, and I studied there. Um, but one of my um, passions at the time is, I don't know, 21, 22, somewhere there, um, was to go and, and, and travel the world um, uh, with my studies. I thought, let, let me go and join a big international company. Um, and that's when I ended up in, and that, and that, it was more or less based on that. It wasn't much more thinking behind that um, as one is 21 or 22. Um, and uh, yet somehow, still don't know why, uh, but I managed to uh, then start with, with BP, the, the old company, and, and stayed there for about 10 years. In, and, and I did end up traveling a lot on the, to different countries uh, with them, uh, moving around. They had a specific graduate program that, that kind of probably catered to the likes of myself who wants to go and travel the world by uh, being part of different business units. Um, and, and, and then from there, BP is also a, a big trading uh, entity. I ended up in, in the financial world and, and, and ended up uh, in, in American investment banks. Um, and such as, as JP Morgan or, or Goldman. And about what was it, 2016, I think, um, I decided to retire, uh, do an early retirement to pursue some of my other passions, which is, is mainly uh, skiing and, and, and windsurfing. Uh, but then a couple of years in, I got a call from a, a former colleague of mine, and she said, there's this methane problem. Um, and it's like, yeah, yeah, and methane is gas. No, 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 but it's the methane leaks. And we started to discuss this. And, whoa, this is, this is big. This is gigantic. And we actually had, slight, this is only three years ago, <laughs> we had problems finding the right numbers. And uh, I, I started earlier by saying it's, it's 80 times. And there was still some, and there still sometimes is now, debate around whether it should be times 80 or times 30. And, and it's like all these debates are out there and it's like no it's times 80 because we have to solve this by 2050 so it kind of syncs with that uh thinking uh i was like wow that interests me um i have a background in uh in, in financial markets traded markets and, and obviously in, in the oil and gas industry as well and, and the approach we've taken in in miq that what you need here is is markets to address this and, and transparent transparency first and and, and then markets that, that follow and, and that's my background. So that, that's why uh, my former colleague contacted me. Can, can, you, can you get this going? Can, can we set this up? And here we are, three years later, uh, kind of um, um, in, in MIQ. And, and yeah, that's now getting the success. It's, it's, it's uh, showing, especially since last year. Um, we are now uh, certifying almost 20% of U.S. gas production. And a year ago, it was zero. Um, so we've gone through a huge growth. Um, um, I think that is fantastic to see that uptake of uh, by uh, at least um, the leading companies at the moment in the oil and gas industry uh, agreeing that there needs to be transparency around methane emissions and, and obviously also linked to that uh, abatement of methane emissions. So what you're saying is something that my listeners have actually had the opportunity to engage uh, with previously. We had, uh, many of us were at the Methane Mitigation Summit back in, I think it was December here in Houston, if or maybe it was November. Uh, and what you're saying is absolutely spot on for us that we do want transparency. And 
companies are sharing information. They're sharing ways to address the problem. So any assistance that we can get in driving that transparency, I think, um, would, would be useful and helpful. Could you give me an example of what, how you're addressing, how you're tackling the problem of standards? Mm -hmm. Because with transparency, the challenge that we're also facing is what are the standards by which we are measuring? What are the standards by which we are reporting? Can you help me with that? Because we're still really wrestling with that topic. Yeah, no, that, that's, um, that's actually a very pertinent question. And, and you, you really come to the heart of why we set up MIQ. Um, it, it is all about standards, basically. Um, we, as MIQ, what we have developed is a standard for certification. And you can download it from our uh, website, miq.org. Uh, anybody can go on there and download the standards by which uh, the methane emissions are going to be qualified uh, at, at, at the different, uh, at the operator's fields. Um, and, and that's been a lot of work to come up with that standard. How do we integrate, for example, the different types of uh, instruments that need to be used for that, the calculations that also go into that, the another super important angle is the, the policies and the procedures that company use, because there's quite a lot of correlation there. Um, and, and that's the essence of, of the MIQ standard, that we've created this protocol, if you want to, um, that's out there. And then the next step is then we, we've got about a dozen uh, technically qualified uh, auditors, uh, firms that are working with, with MIQ. And it, it's the likes of ACOM, SGS, uh, GHD, technically qualified, um, often also in safety uh, audits uh, firms. And they use the MIQ standards to then go and study uh, the asset or the facility uh, in a of a specific operator uh, in a specific basin. That then will result, once that order has been conducted, in a grade. And, and, and the grade is key here because what that... So the grading goes from A to F in our case. A is very low methane emissions, very good methane management. Okay. F is not so good. Um, but it also comes then it, it comes to your earlier uh, point is that allows everybody to compare apples to apples because you can then compare a field operated right. in the Permian with a field operated in the Appalachian and, and currently we're in the US but in the future in a field operated in the North Sea there is no difference an A grade will be meaning the same there as it will be meaning somewhere else or a D grade and and that's key we're creating this universal language if you want to um, so that we can understand the methane emissions and, and the reason we're doing that is once you have that universal language of these grades and the methane emissions that are linked to that then companies can do things such as benchmarking themselves which is very typical in the industry to benchmark different assets versus each other yes. and they can also then sell their gas to their buyers with certified methane emissions uh, known methane emissions um, and so it leads to many other applications once you've created that initial uh, certification uh, standard um, as a starting point. So if I'm understanding you correctly, what 
MIQ can assist organizations with is not only to uh, quantify their methane emissions, they can also gain a scoring, a grading of how well they are managing their emissions and keeping their, their emissions as low as possible and how they how they attack a problem if there is yep. one. But then you take it a step further and certify, provide a certification that can assist the organization from a commercial standpoint. Am I catching that correct? Yes, it's, it, it hits indeed several of, of those uh, objectives, let's say. Um, so it is end quantification and looking at their policies and perceive how well they manage the methane emissions. That gives you that grade, and that grade then... Once they then produce the gas, the grade is valid for a year um, in, in a specific uh, facility. Then for every molecule of gas they produce, they get a certificate. Well, every, every MMBTU, basically, uh, they get a certificate attached to it. And they can then credibly uh, deliver, trade their gas with the buyers uh, with those certificates attached there, there are. It's it's almost not dissimilar as what you would see in either other commodity markets, where when you buy oil, for example, you will know the sulfur content of oil. The same goes for heating oil or, or diesel. So there's certain characteristics that the buyer needs to know, and in this case, the buyer can know the characteristics of what were the methane emissions during the production and or the transport, um, and 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 that is quite. Uh, pioneering because that didn't exist yet. You can't, at the point of delivery of the gas, it's too late. You can't determine the methane emissions anymore. They're gone earlier. So that's why you need to have a certification scheme to determine that and create those certificates uh, with them. Can you give us some examples, George, of organizations that you've engaged with, partnered with, uh, producers, buyers, um, with these with these certifications and with these services that, that yeah, you're no, absolutely. Um, and, and also maybe to, to put another important point across here is M- MIQ is obviously has to be independent of the producers because otherwise we can't be seen as the, the neutral party here. Um, and, and so that is key. And, and we're also a not-for-profit, again, standing away from uh, from the industry, so we provide that that kind of clarity, that that protocol, uh, but we're independent of the industry. Um, and so, when when people in the industry they they certify, an independent or third party auditor also uh, comes in, and and so there's lots of layers of conflict management that that are built into the the MIQ system, very similar to what you would see in the financial markets where. Chinese walls exist between certain uh, areas, for example. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really based upon that. Um, so a couple of the companies that um, have certified uh, facilities with us, um, if you go through the, the IOCs, the international oil companies, you've got Exxon, BP, uh, Repsol are amongst uh, those players. And then US Independence, for example, you've got EQT, Chesapeake, Ascent, um, and a, and, a, and a variety of other ones in, in that category. So you see quite a big spread out there uh, of companies that, that are doing this. Smaller ones, larger ones, international ones, uh, US independents. Um, and, and we see this picking up uh, very fast, uh, including today I saw two more um, inter- internal kind of 
uh, emails of people wanting to join uh, our uh, some of the certifications on, on the buyer side. Um, for example, companies that have uh, publicly announced that they are buying what's called certified gas, um, or for example, Washington Gas, Virginia Gas, um, those are amongst the utilities in, in the US that have announced this, will very soon make an announcement of another uh, rather large buyer uh, in the US that's also uh, engaged in transacting. Um, and, and so what we are seeing is, um, again, this is from a year ago, there was nothing. And now we have very large companies involved right. in um, this emerging market uh, where transactions are taking place with the use of um, uh, certificates. And, and, and that's really fantastic to see that taking off very fast. Um, normally, commodity markets take a bit longer to, to develop. Uh, I think this one is going to go very fast. Um, Do you... Th- Two questions have have come to mind. The first one is, do you then see this becoming a market imperative? A market imperative? Yes. So companies are eventually going to have to get on board with adopting uh, standards and producing certifications to go along with their method yeah i mean we we think that over time uh certification of gas and including over time in oil for example because there's equally uh emissions uh taking place in the oil streams uh is is something that is going to help to create uh this transparency so we are aiming uh by the end of this decade to to have basically everything certified um because why wouldn't one be transparent around the methane emissions and why wouldn't the buyers want to know the methane emissions of the gas they are buying um and and the, it, it's a very good question uh as as you you pose it uh, currently where i think it will also end in two i don't know a year or two years or three years whatever that's not even a question anymore that's a given you have the transparency via certification of, of, of the gas assets and, and the same for the buyers. They will want to know, verify. So you envision it going yeah, that, that way? that's kind of how we think it is, is going to take. There's a, lot, there's a lot of pressure globally, US, take, take your pick, uh, where, where in, the, in, in, in the world, around uh, transparency of, of, of emissions. Um, and obviously methane is, is the complex one, uh, because to determine this, what we discussed earlier, you, you need a, a complex standard. Um, but I think it will go further, uh, just like uh, when you buy um, food in the supermarket, you do know the sugar content, you know the calorie content, uh, and so on. And I think we will go to a world where, at, at least in the B2B, in the wholesale markets, um, companies trading amongst themselves, yeah. that will be a given. You, you have to know the emissions. Um, and it, it sometimes amazes me that, because uh, currently a lot of people are doing studies on this. Uh, it's called LCA models, uh, life cycle analysis. But it's a study. And I, and I think in a market such as commodities, you need to sync it with the traded markets. And, and that's the system we have designed. And, and there's a good reason for this as well. I think the, the real change in driving emissions lower is going to come when you have the information around the emissions embedded in the product you trade at the decision makers level, at the traders, the commercial people, not a once in a year 
exercise at a corporate head office for your yearly report. That, that's just not going to drive the change. You need to have the information there and then when you make decisions. Um, and, and that's what our system uh, provides to the markets. That's a game changer. I think it will be. That's yeah. an absolute and, and that's game changer. Why it's, um, that's why we think with that, and as, at the speed that we're seeing the, the pickup taking place, why I'm confident we can actually abate methane emissions by the end of this decade. Markets are very powerful. Um, and so, so markets are powerful, but let me throw this question at you, which is something that we have been debating quite mm -hmm. heavily. There is inequity in the ability to tackle methane emissions and other such environmental challenges within companies. So the big giant exons of the world have all of the means, the resources available to them to tackle these problems head on. The large companies have the ability to use multiple detection mechanisms all to bring together the collection of data. It's the smaller companies that don't have possibly the resources to throw at this. So what is your reaction as a professional in this field, as a pioneer in this field, and as the CEO of a company that's attempting to solve the transparency problem? I think that that's a, a very good question. Um, and part of the way we've set ourselves up, um, like I said, we work with external auditors. We also work with by now, two dozen, three dozen uh, methane tech companies. So we talk about the, the companies that do the detection, the measurements, the quantification. Um, and that, that's taken us quite a bit of time to kind of create that ecosystem. Um, and, and as an anecdote, about only six months ago, uh, I was speaking to, I don't know, number three, let's call it, of one of the of, of the. Uh, the big oil companies, international oil companies. Not one of the ones we've named, but just take your pick which one it might be, another big one. And um, <clears throat> we were discussing this. And, okay, it was for, for not, not for the U.S., but for, for a different country. Uh, but they operate in the U.S. as well, this company. And they were asking, yeah, but where do we get this technology? And we said, but, but we're working with two dozen companies. Most of them are based in the U.S., by the way. They, they're like all... There's a lot of uh, young companies in there as well, but there's also uh, more uh, established companies by now in the, in the methane tech space. And we totally encourage that. And, and what we've now done, for example, is create a list and work closely with those companies um, to provide to such large companies, here are the companies you can go and speak with. And we realized that didn't exist in the heads of some people only six months ago. Uh, because they knew some of the classical service engineering companies, but not some of the really innov innovating uh, methane technology companies that are out there. And, and whether it's drone technology, flyover technology, uh, different types of sensors uh, on pods, on, on towers, there's, there's, there's a, it's, it's, a, it's an exciting field, actually. And so what we do as MIQ, as a consequence of 
creating this, this kind of universal system, those companies can thrive within that. And, and we encourage that. And so what we are seeing is there's more and more available. And obviously, the prices are going to drop as well. So I don't think necessarily the technology is going to be a limiting factor or the cost for the technology is going to be a limiting factor, whether you're a small company or a large company. We are pushing for this market to develop. Um, and again, we're stepping away from that market. We don't think it should be MIQ delivering this, this technology. Again, would be a conflict. So it should be other companies delivering this. Um, but we want that market to grow. And that's going to help the smaller companies as well. Um, and, and we are helping companies. To, and then there are also uh, project-style-based companies that are becoming specialists in this. And, and the solutions get more and more known um, as this is an emerging field. You're right. Some of the bigger companies, they, they, they test out different technologies. But that then helps the next layer to adopt those technologies once they've been um, implemented. So, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think that's a limiting factor. Um, there's one thing that is very clear is uh, overall this <laughs> the cost is not the issue basically um, it's 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 a minute percentage uh, on on where you end up um, and this and and, and obviously um, then markets start to play a role as well but from everything we see the cost can't be is is not uh, the blocker. Okay. Okay. So. What is your strategy? What are your plans to help us in the industry move towards adopting the standards and moving towards certification? Does MIQ have a strategy for the U.S. market that we should be aware of? Well, I think the strategy is playing out in the US, I would argue. Um, we've gone from not having any certifications uh, a year ago to almost 20% uh, of the market. And, and people are very, uh, they, they see it is working when they speak about with their, with their buyers about it. And I think it's a question um, of uh, the remaining companies to look at basically all the materials that are out there, uh, whether it's on our website or other uh, companies that have adopted this uh, to have those conversations. Uh, we, we have a team as well that uh, does a lot of uh, webinars, for example, to, to speak about it in detail around how it all works, which tech companies, the tech companies themselves, they're, they're hugely helpful uh, here as well uh, in, in kind of helping to implement this. So we've kind of created an ecosystem uh, of uh, helping the industry to adopt this. Um, and then, obviously, we are um, we're communicating around this a lot. That there, there is now a way forward. Is I think the 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 is that that is the real message that that we have uh, to to the companies. There is a way forward. It's a framework. It's independent. It's credible. It's uh, there is technology out there. Get going, guys! Just like whatever 20, 30, 40 years ago, we all started to do more. Um, uh, health and safety uh, in, in, in oil fields as well, for example. So it, it's, it's a similar thing. Um, um, so we're like, yeah. But I think it's going to be, a, I think it's going to move faster than, than HSC. <laughs> yes. Yeah. HSC took a yeah. little while to, to catch on, but, and, and now it's a part of our fabric. And we've talked about this before that 
the environmental, social, and governance requirements that organizations are placing on themselves is going to be adopted a yeah. lot faster uh, than than we saw HSE. So I think that that's a, a, a brilliant yeah. comparison. So if people want to learn more, so you're, you're on a mission right now, George, you're a nonprofit organization. You're on a, on a mission to similar to this podcast to educate people and engage people in the topic and get them energized to move forward. So you're, you're a perfect (laughs) guest for my show since that's the mission of my show is to educate, engage and energize. And if we drive people to your organ to your website, miq.org, and if we put that in the show notes, they can access additional information. Oh, yeah, there's tons of information out there. Um, and obviously, they can also contact our team. That's info at uh, miq.org. Um, and, and then, depending on, on the specificity of, of the question, uh, we, we will get back to, to everybody. We, we've set up a, uh, a fully blown organization. We, we're running a registry. Um, we are uh, working with about 50 uh, partners amongst them auditors and, and, and the tech companies, uh, project management companies. So it, it's running, basically. So and, and the other reason why we've set it up like that, so I talked a lot around conflict uh, in, in the way we've set it up on to how to avoid the conflict, is we can scale. There is no limit right. because the limit is not how many people I can recruit or how many uh, cameras of whatever technology we can build in according to our design in our factory. That's not the limit. We've created an ecosystem. So MIQ is not the limiting factor in how fast this can grow. And obviously in the US, you've got hundreds of companies uh, that uh, could potentially adopt this. Totally fine. We'll deal with it um, because we can work with a dozen auditors, uh, which are big companies, a lot of them. And uh, all the tech companies and there's uh, really fast moving and innovating companies amongst that. So this can grow really fast. And I think that's really key in the oil and gas industry. People want to see, okay, what's, can you execute? Um, that's key, of course, in, in, in the industry uh, here. And yes, we can execute. And that goes back to your, one of the first things you said, which is that, the the methane uh, emissions challenge is it's an enormous problem but that we can solve it this decade yes absolutely and, and maybe it's good because i don't think we've touched upon um the numbers what what they mean so i've touched upon it's 80 times more but okay what's that equate to um and the best way i find to to look at it is on on a global scale um if you take all the methane emissions uh across the industry oil and gas it equates to 7 billion ton of, of CO2 equivalent. Now, that's just a big number. What does that mean? Um, but the better way to think about it is it is the equivalent of all the cars and trucks on the road globally. All of them. 100% of everything that drives on the road. Wow. And we obviously by now realize how long it is going to take us to, for example, uh, get EVs and replace all the cars on the road. It's going to take more than a couple of years, clearly. Um, Whilst methane emissions can be solved with existing technologies, with, I mean, we talked about the methane tech companies, uh, can be started with all those technologies. We can start it today. Um, And an even more interesting aspect is because 
the methane you don't emit obviously goes back into the gas stream. You can sell it. So this is not like your classical pollutant, how do I deal with it? How do I dispose of it? No, no, no. It goes back into the chain. So uh, and, and the IEA uh, has done some studies on it. I know they're going to come out soon with an update with, with new prices, but the, 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 on, based on, on prices before 2022, at least 50% can be done on, at, at negative, at zero cost, basically, because of the, and this is on a global scale now, because you get back revenues by uh, selling the gas. Um, and, I, and I think that's another interesting part of this. But the, the key is the technology is there. It's a big number, and the technology is there. This is the from everything we have to do about climate change. This is the one we have to go to. And so, if you get to the goals uh, which we think are, are realistic by the end of this decade, it's the equivalent of taking one billion cars off the road by the end of this decade. One billion. Wow. So. Wow. That's very uh, powerful message that tells us where we really need to focus our efforts if we are dedicated to this topic of reducing emissions, right? So, George, parting thoughts for my audience. Follow methane emissions in whatever capacity that you work in, whether it's in your working life or your private life, um, and get involved where you can. If, if you work in, in the oil and gas industry, ask what are we doing about methane emissions? Uh, if you're somewhere in the supply chain or using gas or producing gas, what are we doing to abate and, and be transparent about it? We can do it. It's, it's, there is no hurdle to it. There shouldn't be a hurdle, as, as just explained. And then as, as, as private people, a lot of people consume gas at homes as well. Um, or uh, obviously electricity can be generated in many cases as well by, by gas. Um, ask your uh, utilities, <laughs> how are you buying your, your gas? Um, and I think that that's also areas where people can get involved. Because um, I think this is a, is, a, is a, on the one hand, it's a, wow, this is a big problem. Whoa, what are we going to do? It's all a bit difficult. But I think it, that's the glass half empty story. But I look at this much more as a glass half full or even a bit more than full. We can solve this. And this is the one we've got to get going. Um, everything is out there to do this. It's, it's the low-hanging fruit. Um, so get involved and, and, and help pushing that one. Fantastic. George, thank you very much for helping us to continue to drive this topic and i appreciate you very much maybe we'll have you come back on the show as things continue to progress thank you very much it's been a pleasure to be on the show and uh yeah some very uh, good questions and food for thought and so on so uh yeah be, be coming back any any time thank you very much thank you george pleasure Join us again next week on the ESG Energized Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.